0: Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. I am so excited to have this next guest on the show here This is someone that I've known for a few years, but this is actually the first time we're actually seeing each other face-to-face. Although via video chat, it is uh, my immense pleasure to welcome Ursula Kelly with Panamorphy Studios. Ursula, welcome.
1: Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me.
0: It's been uh, so good to have you on here because when I was coming up with this idea for the podcast and I really wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to meet the faces behind the brands across this province. And although some may have picked it up already, you're not from Alberta, but you call this place home. You bring such a unique style of filmmaking to the industry, and your work really speaks for itself. It inspires me. I know it inspires a lot of people. And so I would love for you to introduce yourself, but also kind of give uh, our listeners a little background into how you got into this crazy world of wedding filmmaking.
1: Okay, awesome. Yes, for sure. It is a little bit of a crazy world, but I love it. So yeah, my background, I'm from across the pond. I'm not from Canada at all. I'm born and raised in the UK. I went to university in Scotland. My higher education was in classical dance, classical ballet. Um, So I was a dancer, basically. And I, I was offered a job in Peace River, which is in northern Alberta to be a ballet instructor. So that's 2012. I moved by myself from London to Peace River. No family out here, no friends out here. I didn't know anyone. I just had pretty much dance was the common factor with people that I would be working with. But honestly, I'd always wanted to live in Canada. My, my whole life, pretty much as long as I can remember, I, I had a dream of living in Canada. It was just a place where I really saw myself. And I used to obsessively ask my parents to move. <laughs> so which unfortunately they refused. So, you know, when I got the opportunity to come, I just, I just jumped at it. I mean, obviously I, I was a dancer, but there's a strong element in everything I've ever pursued, which is storytelling and communication, communicating with people and telling stories and showing things in a, inner perspective, you know, through, through my kind of the way that I see the world. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. So I began filming, even when I was, when I was a dancer, I used to pick up my camera and film my friends and make little videos for them. And they, they really loved it. I love that. Yeah. Every day I would be able to put together a little kind of montage of our difficult days at ballet school.
0: <laughs> yeah. We
1: had, we had lots of uh, unique challenges. So, um, and my friends were beautiful dancers, you know, they worked so hard and uh, I really enjoyed filming them and kind of putting together these little videos. So it's something that I always enjoyed to do. When I moved to Peace River, there was so much that fascinated me about the local cultures and people. And so I kind of just had these passion projects of my own to do some documentary filmmaking um, just out of my own interest. And so I saved up money and I invested in some professional gear, not so much the amateur gear. And and yeah, I just really um, was self-taught. You know, YouTube is a great tool. <laughs> yeah. Google has been a great tool for me. So I really, um, it just comes so naturally to me. I feel very comfortable behind the camera. I, I really enjoy the quietness of it actually <laughs> I really I really enjoy the ob- the observational element of just being discreet and capturing the things as they as they kind of happen in front of me so that's really how I got into filmmaking and the storytelling and then weddings yeah I, I lived in Peace River and there what there really weren't a lot of options I mean 10 years ago especially there, there weren't really videographers in the area. And I had a, a friend who was getting married.
0: That's usually how it starts, right?
1: That's how it starts. And you know, I really, it really wasn't something that I wanted to get into at the time. It wasn't even on my mind. But I, I knew that there wasn't anything available to her. And I thought, you know, I, I know I can make her something really great. This was ten years ago, so it was compared to what we see now. Obviously, it was very different. But at yeah. the time, I knew I knew that I could make her something really pretty and, and capture the day. This was before we had all the the microphones to capture the speeches and the vows and everything so it was it was really kind of a highlight film to music Mm. but they absolutely loved it and then her cousin got married and they wanted to hire me and then her sister got married and they wanted to hire me and and it kind of snowballed and i and i honestly never really wanted to pursue weddings because i thought they would be very stressful i thought there would be high stress situations and i wasn't very familiar with weddings Generally, I was a bit concerned about just being artistically limited with what we could do for a wedding. I was way more interested in unique, creative projects, being really artistic. Yeah. And I didn't think that was possible with weddings, which is so funny because I, now I find it some of the most creative work that I'm able to do. So, so yeah, that was really how I got started. And then I, um, I moved to Edmonton, or I actually I moved to, to the city, for Saskatchewan.
0: I lived in Fort Saskatchewan for a oh, really? good portion of the of the 90s. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. I, I love it there
0: actually. Yeah, I went to elementary there.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm very familiar. I've lived in a lot of
0: places, <laughs> I'll admit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fort Saskatchewan is where I, I moved directly from Peace River and then I, I was offered a job with a company in Edmonton who offered videography services to, to wedding couples and they hired me. And that's where I was really able to get a lot of experience under my belt. That's where I really kind of got that. You just have to shoot a lot of weddings. You really do. It's the only way that you can understand what a wedding day really is and really know what moments are important and how, how to really capture the day. And you just kind of have to dive in there and and start shooting them.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It really comes with experience. And I think that's what really separates a lot of us in this field when it comes to weddings is the ones that you see that are charging thousands of dollars it's a lot of work that's gone in and a lot of years of experience and and sometimes it's been a lot of heartache at times, but a lot of amazing moments to, to learn. Mm-hmm. And you get thrown into the fire at times and you have to learn to swim and, and be able to dance around the fire.
1: Yep. No, it's true I mean it's their live events and their life events and they're real people there's no script there's no second take yeah definitely I mean I think it's fair to say that you know the, the lower kind of budget videographers generally will have a bit less experience which is absolutely um, fine for some couples so that's kind of all they need um, mm-hmm. in their in their budget range and then the more the more the higher you go with the price range generally the more experience people have and they usually take on fewer weddings per year and they kind of really really hone in on on what they do. Yeah. So there's definitely different um, options out there for couples.
0: Yeah. So you're in the Edmonton area now. You're doing these weddings for this company. How did you go about in branching off and doing weddings under your your own name? And what was that process like for you?
1: Right. Good question. I mean, I was working a full-time job as well at the time. So I was working actually at Tim Hortons, which is when I, when I moved from Peace River to Fort Saskatchewan, I didn't have a job. And so I, I got a which actually was a really great job. I worked with some really fantastic people there, I had a lot of fun. So I was working a, a full-time job at Tim Hortons and I was shooting weddings. I think I was getting 10 to 20 a year there. And, um, and you kind of get to that point where you, you want to have more interaction with the couples. You want to be, be able to really customize the experience I didn't, working for another company, I just didn't have much control over the client experience. I didn't really get to meet the clients or get to know the clients till very shortly before the wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just realized that there were a lot of things that I I wanted to do the way that I wanted to do them Mm -hmm. and and give the clients a really good experience. So I, I did um, register my own company, but I, I was still working for the volume just to kind of keep the volume up i was working with them i was working a full-time job and then i was starting my own business on the side and i just something had to give it was getting to that point where
0: (laughs) there's only so many hours in a day
1: yeah there's only so many hours and you only have so much kind of mental capacity to take it all, all on so i had a great friend actually at the time who was also she worked in videography she was she's more focused on music but she she just said to me if you have to make it work you just find a way and I thought that's very uh, philosophical, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to quit my day job, and I'm going to just make this business work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find a way. And so I, that's when I realized, you know, I've got to kind of make the website and really kind of push marketing a little bit more. And um, yeah, I was, I don't really remember exactly the transition. <laughs> it was maybe, I think it was six years ago now. Okay, maybe five years, but yeah, I was. I actually, yeah, I went on WeddingWire. I started advertising with WeddingWire. That was, that was the way that I was able to reach new couples.
0: Yeah, it's a great platform for vendors and couples as a one-stop shop, basically. It gave us, I know, as a company for ourselves, a great launching board You know, in the beginning.
1: I had a friend actually, who one of my colleagues at Tim Hortons, who was getting married and she she hired me to shoot her wedding. That's, that's really how it goes. And she said to me that she found all her vendors on WeddingWire and she said to me, you should really advertise on WeddingWire because that's how I found everybody that I ended up booking. And she had a beautiful wedding in Canmore in the mountains. So, you know, it's. I thought, well, it's definitely not exclusive to Edmonton. and definitely, mm-hmm. I have opportunity to shoot in other places. And so, yeah, I, I took her advice and that really was, I think without that, I, de- I just wouldn't have been able to reach as many couples. I just wouldn't have had the volume, the, the momentum to, to really get my business going once I was independent. So I'm very grateful that uh, that I was able to do that. So, yeah, I think I was with Wedding Wire for three or four years advertising with them. And now a lot of my couples find me, On Google, on Instagram, and word of mouth. A lot of people have their friends or family members have have, uh, worked with me. So, which is, I think, my favorite in a way, too. Uh,
0: There's Same here.
1: Yeah. It's really lovely.
0: I've I've sort of become the official wedding videographer down in Pinoca. There's (laughs) uh, Athabasca for me.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, eh? It's funny. I've had
0: so many weddings up there and in other parts of the province, but there was always a connection to Athabasca in some sense.
1: Right. Yeah, it's so funny how that happens. I, I the last wedding I shot down there, there were three couples there whose weddings I'd also filmed, and then one of the the bridesmaids, I'm filming her wedding next summer as well.
0: So is that by uh, Pine and Pond or not Pine
1: and Pond? It's really, really the the locals, really the, the local community there. They're very, nice. um, yeah, really, really great people, and I I absolutely love when they. And there's a few weddings I haven't been able to shoot because I haven't been available. So I mean, I've really had a
0: lot, a lot of Pinocchio weddings. <laughs> So when you walk through Pinocchio, like everyone knows your name, like there's like (laughs) there's statues.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. The nice thing about Pinocchio is it's really um, it's horse country down there. Yeah. So uh, they often have kind of some association with horses, or you know, really outdoorsy lifestyle, which I love. I think there's so much heart and soul in those weddings. They they often have weddings on acreages or on private land, you know, private property, and so they're really Mm -hmm. really unique weddings.
0: Yeah. No, that's amazing, and I love that you almost found like. An accidental like niche in Pinocchio mm-hmm. and coming from the UK, like London, mm-hmm. and now like you're you're a big timer in Pinocchio <laughs> with horses. I love it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a different trajectory to what I what I thought would uh, happen, but I love it. Yeah, I really I really enjoy telling stories and meeting these people. I mean, it's just it's so interesting meeting new people and seeing how they live in love with each other and how they are yeah. their families. And there's just so much love on a wedding day. There's so much heart and soul and love and joy. And it's just, you know, all the things that go on in the world, it's, these days are just really nice to know that that's out there.
0: <laughs> Gives you uh, hope.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's just a really nice reminder of what we're surrounded by actually constantly. Yeah.
0: Now, if our listeners are wondering what they're hearing in the background... <laughs> It is not Ursula gnawing on a bone. <laughs> Ursula, do you want to let the listeners in on uh, what they're hearing?
1: It is my dog, my dog Rocky. Um, unfortunately, he's been sick for a couple of weeks, so he's a little bit housebound right now. And uh, it's minus 30 outside, so I haven't been able to get him outside much, so I've had to give him a bone just to protect my furniture from being demolished.
0: <laughs> As a fellow uh, fur parent, I can definitely relate to that <laughs> So, hopefully, it's not too distracting. So, you come from a background of arts. And for a lot of us, that's where our background was is like we fell in love with the craft, but there's also the business and marketing and admin side of things that we're not taught in school how to do this. And a lot of times, like, you don't even, there's a lot of resources out there now, but even six years ago, when you and I were just getting started, like there wasn't a whole lot out there. So, how did you maneuver through that? And what were some of the really like aha moments for you when it came to the marketing side and learning all the nuances that come with that?
1: Yeah, good question. I'm not even sure. It's really kind of just you learn as you go, as a bit of trial and error. I. Uh, I build my own websites. You know, I've I've always built my own website because I am a bit of a control freak. And so I really like to have... I think we all are. Yeah, full control, you know, artistically with with the creative (laughs) things. I really like to have control. So I don't really relinquish that very easily. But I mean, I I did rebrand a couple of years ago or less than a couple of years ago, actually. I rebranded last January because my, my business was always under my own name and I didn't really want... I didn't want to operate under my own name because I was starting to to have a couple of team members who I work with and I felt like they really contribute to the end product. And I, I just felt like it wasn't a true representation just to use my name mm-hmm. for the company because um, I have some very talented people that I work with who contribute a lot. Yeah, so I, I actually wanted to rebrand. I, I knew that I wanted something that was a little bit, a little bit more luxurious, a little bit more high end and... I was searching for. I was it's so funny. I was searching for a, a logo designer mm. locally and in the province, and I just couldn't quite find anything that that met what I envisioned. And so I actually looked to London, back in the UK. I decided to find because I thought, you know what, I'm that's where I'm from. It's maybe that's your roots. Yeah, that's my roots. It'll be very you know distinctive to my brand, and and it's literally the first person I looked up, I fell in love with his work and uh and so I worked with him and he designed me this logo which I which I really love and he
0: Oh I love it too. Like it's so unique and it's just Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: It is unique. I really wanted something unique. Yeah and actually maybe I can even mention that panamorphy a lot of people ask me what it means and it is actually it means beautiful. It's a Greek word. And the reason I chose a Greek word, obviously I'm not Greek, but I did I did use to study ancient Greek and classics, Latin and things like that. And I just was really, I thought, you know, they were such great storytellers. They were so famous for their mythology. And I I just feel like that really represents what I do. I'm a storyteller. And the word beautiful is just kind of the word that most often comes up when people get their videos. They, They just always say, oh, you know, it's really beautiful. It's really, they really find the work that we produce beautiful. And so I thought that's just the perfect name for
0: Perfect marriage.
1: Yeah. So that's the little backstory behind that, and so um, yeah, my my logo designer he he was able to work with that Greek that Greek theme and create yep. it was a little bit a little bit Greek.
0: <laughs> I love it, yeah. And uh, it's you know when you were going through that whole rebrand, it was cool to see from a outsider point of view on just how you evolved into that and from everything i've seen and just speaking with you it really says a lot about who you are and what your values are and what you believe in
1: i think that's really the key to marketing and to putting yourself out there is being really authentic i think you know when we all start out we all try and imitate what we like to see and what we want to produce which is absolutely understandable. Um, and I think it takes a few years to find your own voice. You know, it definitely took me a few years. I, I knew that I was, I had natural ability for this. I knew that I found it very uh, well suited to me, but I definitely was imitating, you know, a lot. You, you kind of, a lot of videos end up looking the same. Right. And so it took me a few years to find my own. It took, the, you know, finding the right gear, finding the camera that I really kind of gelled with the best, uh, finding the lenses that I loved. And then it all plays a part. Yeah, the the way that I color grade my footage, the music that I use, you know, it's not it's not to everybody's taste. You know, I, my style is very classical, romantic. It's a little bit slower, slow paced. It's not modern. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that my style is very modern. And again, that kind of takes back to the, the classical, my classical roots. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really
0: yeah. And I think that's the great thing about our industry is there are so many different creatives out there that. There's somebody out there that you can speak to, that you can relate to. And the films that I make are going to be different than the films that you make. And the couples that we attract are going to be different because of that. And I think that's amazing because I don't want to be everyone's favorite, although selfishly, you know, we would all love that. But I think we would all really, truly want to work with couples that we could see ourselves hanging out with Mm -hmm. outside of the wedding industry and that we could see ourselves being friends with, you know, and we can really relate to.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that branding and the style of work that you produce draws the couples that obviously like that style and want to book that style. I do try to adapt my style a little bit. Every wedding is different. Energy is different. Some weddings are a lot more Focused on the dance and the party and having fun, and some are really quite formal, you know, orthodox religious weddings. So I, I definitely do adapt my style um, to reflect, just to tell the story of the day. But I definitely have an aesthetic and a look that's that's recognisable, um, so that all my work is pretty consistent, so people know what what to receive when they book.
0: And that's a good segue because I want to talk about the journey here on one. You mentioned that a lot of your couples are finding you through Google, through referrals. When they come to your website, what is the experience that you want to give them? Because I think in our line of work, it's more than just the films that we deliver. I really believe it's the experience that we provide that really separates ourselves from one another. And so can you walk me through just the experience and the journey that your couples go through and? Mm-hmm. And why you, you believe that these couples are wanting to book with you.
1: Mm-hmm, sure. I think um, when, when people go to my website or my Instagram, I want them to feel excited. I want them to be able to see themselves in the video and, and be excited that they can have that for themselves with them kind of as, you know, starring in their own little wedding film. And I think... The experience really is. Uh, I have. I have a contact form where I have a few questions okay. for them, so that when they reach out to me, I have a little bit of information about the wedding. So I'm obviously the most important thing is if I'm available for their date. It's always a little bit devastating when we're not available. I really, it really does make me sad <laughs> to me have too. To, Yeah, it's 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 just unfortunately it's just the nature of what we do. You know, it's there's only so many weekends in the year, and there's only so many summer weekends. And
0: uh, we can't clone ourselves yet.
1: No, no, not yet. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. So yes, basically, once they've reached out, I try and get back to them as quickly as possible um, and let them know if we're available. And um, yeah, just find out a little bit more about the wedding. I let them kind of know our starting price, like the kind of the price range. And if, if that's kind of working for their budget, then I like to, if they want to know more and they, and they have, some people are just ready to book. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to just be ready to book. So there's not much of a process involved. And some people, you know, I do like to hop on a call or set up a, a virtual meeting. I have one tonight with a with a couple. That's exciting. And I really, I really enjoy that as well. I really like meeting them. And yeah, I mean, the experience. I'm very laid back. I really, I really like to have open communication. I really like to, um, if there's a planner involved, I like to to um, speak directly with the planner and kind of alleviate as much pressure from the couple as possible. I like to minimize. I don't want to have to be the middleman. and make them the middle man between the photographer and myself or the planner, you know, and myself. I, I like to directly go to all those sources and and right. the couple doesn't have to worry about that. Um, I really think it's important to connect with the photographer before the wedding day.
0: And you offer photography too on your website, I believe. Yeah, we do offer photography as well.
1: Yeah. Some couples
0: are interested in booking both with us. Absolutely. And you have someone that like a friend or that you contract out for that or?
1: Yeah. A member of the team. He is a fantastic photographer. His style is also very sort of classical, um, timeless, romantic style. You know, he's, he's such a talented photographer that I didn't want that to go to waste. What's his name? Like, uh, everyone wants to know who he is. Mystery, the mystery photographer. Yes, who is this mystery man? <laughs> his or woman? Or, yeah, his, his name's John. He also second shoots video with me. He uh, I don't really like to use the word second shooter because I really do consider my the people that I work with my team members you know, it's, they're not, they're not seconds, so to speak. They're, they're part of the experience. So, so John, yeah, John has been working with video with me, but he's a fantastic photographer. And I just really, I really think his work is so beautiful. I didn't want that to go to waste, honestly. So I thought, well, you know what, we can, we can offer both. There's so many benefits to booking both with the same company, um, yeah. which I can talk about if you want me to.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the first thing is just that we know each other and we work well with each other. Um, so the couple doesn't have to worry about, you know, personality clashes or clashes right. egos or things like that. But really we just, um, we help each other throughout the day. You know, we have the same standards that we're we're looking to achieve. We know how to work around each other. You know, we know how to not get in each other's way. Yeah, There's a lot of photographers that just haven't worked with videographers very often, honestly. So they're just not as used to maneuvering (laughs) sometimes. Or dancing around each other. Of course, we try to be discreet on the wedding day. We really, we really try and keep out the way, but sometimes, you know, obviously we have to have a bit of coordination. So it just really eliminates a lot of potential problems or issues that can arise on a wedding day. We just really, we make sure that we have, we we accommodate each other really well. You know, did you get what you need? Did you get what you need? You know, we make sure that we have time for everything. We respect each other's we respect photography, we respect videography. There's no putting one above the other. We're equals. Yeah, we're equals. We're absolutely equals. Um, so those are those are all the benefits that we just really it's really rare that that we ever work with a photographer that's that makes it difficult for us. Honestly, we we've had I've shot a lot of weddings solo as well by myself. And I and I've I had so many of my friends are photographers. I've met mm-hmm. so many wonderful people, but 1% of the time, there are photographers who don't respect video and, and don't really know how to work with video. And they, they do sometimes make it a little bit difficult for us and a little bit stressful for us. And so this this can eliminate that. Sometimes it's just something that, yeah, it's, it's always an unknown going into a wedding day, which is why if, if couples book a, a different photographer, we, I just always like to connect with them and, Same. and yeah, yeah. And just let them know that we're, we care about what they're they're producing for the couple and we, you know, we respect what they do and we really want to help do what we can to help them as well on the wedding day.
0: Yeah. I always like to say that we're all part of the same team here. We all have the same goal in the end here. We're here to capture these moments for our couples. And when it's all said and done and we move on to the next wedding, these are the photos and videos that these couples are going to have for the rest of their lives. Forever, yeah. And so there's no benefit for video or photo to try to make it about themselves and possibly disrupt the experience for the other photographer or videographer. And so, yeah, I think it was really important that you have to remember why we're here in the first place. Mm
1: -hmm. Agree completely. I mean, all the couple always comes first. You never want the couple to pick up on any anything. Sometimes it's not even photo video. Sometimes you know there's other vendors. Sometimes there can just be little. There's a lot of stress on the wedding day, and you know the higher up you go in budget, the more money people spend, the more (laughs) the more stress there is. So we just, you know, I just my approach is just really to be very relaxed, to be a very calming presence on the wedding day. I I cope very well under pressure. I don't panic. um, So I really just like to bring that energy to the wedding day, honestly. And, you know, this, we, we've encountered so many things over the years. There's just, you know, every every scenario you could imagine, drastic weather changes and challenging lighting and, you know, last minute, just so many last minute things that you don't expect. And we, we've pretty much seen it all. So I think that we, I just go into a wedding day knowing that uh, we, we'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, anything can happen, but we're mm-hmm. here and you're paying for that experience.
1: Yeah, you do really want... A vendor that you can trust a, a videographer that it's not just about producing beautiful videos and beautiful yeah. content it's about really being a professional and understanding how a wedding day needs to go smoothly and understanding how to adapt honestly to, to situations that might arise and yeah I mean we've, we've had all sorts of things uh, a bridesmaid who who was rear-ended on the way to pictures and had to go to the hospital you know and we didn't end up oh, getting wow sick. things really
0: yeah.
1: really can happen on a wedding
0: day so it's a live event right? It, yeah,
1: exactly. And so we just always try and keep calm and keep smiling and just uh, do the best we can.
0: Yeah, keep our heads on a swivel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you mind sharing for our listeners who are maybe not aware of what the costs are involved with video? Mm-hmm. Do you mind sharing like what perhaps like your starting prices are or what mm-hmm. are like the common collection Investment—I don't want to say investment, but the, the prices that they can see. You know, when it comes to video and even for your photo.
1: Yeah, and sort of the costs. Talk about the costs that are involved in in sort of the business operations generally. Is that kind of what you want?
0: Well, about? just like if a couple is coming to your site, mm-hmm. you know, how much is it going to cost for them to have you come and, and film their wedding? Right. Like, what are what are the the prices? Because I I think for a lot of couples, this is new to them they've they've never done this before and so they have no reference they have no idea what these things cost right, right. why we charge what we charge mm-hmm. and maybe talk a little bit about that and sure. what you do charge and, and the thought process behind that
1: sure yeah couples typically have been spending between four and six thousand with us for full day coverage uh, i try and only offer a team of two videographers for a wedding day just to have that consistency in the product. I do do offer sometimes, if a wedding is lower maintenance, sort of one venue, not much traveling involved, I do still offer some solo packages um, by myself, which are more customized. I mean, honestly, our pricing is really custom to each wedding. Um, We don't really have packages, um, so to speak. I pretty much base everything on the location of the wedding, because we do shoot in the Rocky Mountains a lot, so obviously those one, those packages uh, increase just with the the travel and and accommodations in the mountains. But and then and then clients can customize their packages as well if they want to add on more than the basic highlight film. If they want sort of full length videos of the day, of the speeches, of the the ceremony, some couples don't feel the need for that, and some some really care to have that. So we we like to provide whatever they really value the most. But we, we do like to provide edited videos. We don't we don't like to hand over sort of the raw files.
0: And how many hours on average are you spending on the day of the wedding?
1: Average ten on average. Um, we definitely have. I find some weddings need eleven or twelve hours, and obviously sometimes uh, sometimes for cultural weddings we'll spend longer, um, or there'll be multi day weddings which will which will be a little bit more again custom. But generally, ten hours is is definitely average.
0: And then like what obviously our couples don't see is the time that's spent afterwards. Mm -hmm. Do you have a a rough average of like how many hours you spend on a single wedding? I really don't. I'm really terrible at keeping track of that. Um, Me
1: too. I I absolutely do not keep track of how how much time I spend editing because it's really, I actually might be a bit unique in this, but I like to, unless it's a wedding out of town, um, if it's a local wedding, I really like to download all the footage the night of the wedding and and put together the ceremony and video the night of the wedding because it's so oh, fresh wow. in my mind. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, so I like to have that structured and organized and um, ready to start pulling from. So really the wedding day for me is, is very long <laughs> because it's just so fresh in my mind. And I just find it so much faster, actually. It actually saves me a lot of time because I'm able to put it together very quickly because I know, I know the angles. It's all still fresh in my mind. And so it sounds a little bit crazy, but I do find it actually time effective. And so I spend, yeah, I mean, I listen to the ceremony multiple times. You know, I listen to the speeches multiple times because you, I find that I really have to be very familiar with the content that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. I have to really know every soundbite because when you're, when you're putting together a, a narrative, you need to know what you, what options you have. You have to know what you're working with and, and, and you just have to be familiar with it. You have to you know, you find the right piece of music, and you think, "Oh, okay, I want to use this soundbite here. This is what I want to put here. This is the music's going to build, and this is exactly the perfect moment for the kiss or wh- whatever it is." Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I get really familiar with the footage, and honestly, it's 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 very time consuming. Yeah, I have no idea how many hours I spend. Some weddings just take longer than
0: others as well. Some weddings
1: are very quick. Some weddings take a really long time.
0: <laughs> What's the uh, turnaround? For your services,
1: so we give up to six months in the contract for turnaround. It has been—I I am finding it takes longer um, every year. I'm finding that the process
0: just to deliver the quality. Preaching to the choir here.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really. Um, but but again, it's because I I don't exclusively do weddings. I have a lot of other a lot of other video production work that I do, and I have a lot of other projects on the go. So I I find that the you know, the thing about video that's different to photography is that it really requires our undivided attention. When you're editing photos, you can listen to music or you can listen to podcasts. You know, you can have background noise and you can still do good work. But with video, you, you have to be so focused solely on the audio, the visuals. You have to be so concentrated. I find it very draining <laughs> in a good way. I find it really yep. wonderful to to create wedding films, but it's Very, it requires so much attention to detail. There are so many options that you can go with a film. There are so many different ways. There are so many different songs you could use. It's really limitless (laughs) the way that you can put something together. So,
0: how do you find your story? And yeah, with each couple and making it unique to them. I mean,
1: I definitely don't think I need to find the story. I think that they've given me the story. I think it's really just how do I want to tell the story of the day, because. Some weddings have more content than others. Some have longer ceremonies, longer speeches. Some couples write personal vows and letters. Some weddings don't have that. So sometimes I'm I'm a little bit more limited in what I have to work with. So sometimes it's not as, there aren't as many options. So it might be a little bit more obvious to me. If there's a lot of content, sometimes we have an hour worth of speeches and we have a 45 minute ceremony and we have letters and a first look and, you know, there's so much. But you can't put it all in because the pacing... Once you lose the pacing, it no longer becomes this cinematic experience. It's such an art condensing it down to just enough.
0: (laughs) How do we do it? I still don't know.
1: Oh, it's so difficult. To me, it's problem solving. You know, it's just when I sit down to edit, I think, okay, I have to problem solve for the next few hours. But really, I mean, I take the sound bites. I usually What I'll usually do is I'll break it down to about 15 minutes. So I'll have 15 minutes of audio content that I like for the film. Um, and then, obviously, I have to kind of chisel that down. But once I find the music, and then you really work with the music. Well, honestly, what I do is I sync all the audio with the music before I do any of the visuals. So I like to listen. I do the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. I find that that's the absolutely the most effective for me. As long as I I can listen to it with my eyes closed, and it and it has this harmony to it, and it has this sort of melody, and it builds in the right places, and the words, some you know, the emotional moments with the emotional parts of the music. Once all of that is kind of synchronized, then I find putting the visuals um, very straightforward. I find that part comes very easily because it's all it's already kind
0: of been... You got the foundation there now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have the foundation there. And I I don't like to use music with lyrics over the top of any audio clips from the day. So I will use either um, instrumental music or an instrumental version of a song that does have lyrics. So I, I really like the words to not be sort of buried under a
0: song. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of music, and this is something that has obviously been a a topic that gets brought up all the time with my couples is can I pick my own songs? Can I use the song from Justin Timberlake or yeah. Rihanna or let's say Ed Sheeran, right? Because it's weddings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you do with your music? How do you find your music because there are obviously legalities when it comes to using the music.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a really, really common question from couples. And music copyright is something that a lot of people just they just don't understand because they think if you purchase the song, you have the right to, to use that song in a video or a slideshow or whatever. But it's really, I mean, copyright is the right to make a copy. So we don't have the rights to any Anything and everything, unfortunately, and uh, you know, both both my parents are actually musicians, classical musicians, and so I have a deep respect and admiration for yeah. musicians, and I know how much work goes into becoming a musician and how
0: many hours they put into this. It's their craft, just like us.
1: Oh my goodness, absolutely! And so I, I want to pay them. <laughs> you know, I'm happy yeah. to, I'm happy to, uh, to pay them for their services. So I do, yeah. I license music. I, I use MusicBed, which is a very common one for videographers. Also use Artlist as well. More so for my commercial work, because it has um, the licensing is, is a bit more free, whereas that mm-hmm. is specific to weddings for me. So I really, yeah, if couples, I just let couples know that, um, unfortunately, we don't have the rights to mainstream music. There, there are a couple of places where you can find certain songs. But again, it's that whole editing process and weaving together the story and it just doesn't, finding music for a wedding film is, is an art in itself. And I think that we just really have to, our couples need to put that trust in us that we, that we can deliver them something that's going to tell their story and not be distracting. And it's not going to date the wedding video. You know, it's not going to be a 2018 song forever. Yeah. I really like to use um, classical music in my wedding videos. Oh, yes. Classical music, string
0: music goes with your brand and everything you've talked about.
1: It's really just what I'm drawn to. Um, I find that that's just my style. And so I really like to use to use that. And my couples really like the music
0: as well. They really like the music that I use in their films. And how long are your creative edits?
1: Um, They're usually five to seven minutes. Okay. Never less than five minutes and rarely more than seven minutes.
0: That's your sweet spot.
1: It is. Yeah, I find five to six. Yeah, I just find that that pacing and... The momentum and everything is, yeah. The, I think my longest one was 10, 10 minutes. Sometimes there's just
0: so much content, you you just can't cut it out. Yeah. Some of the multi day weddings I've done, I think the longest one I've done, I uh, ha- had to do one that was close to 20 minutes long. If it was for a multi day wedding, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of footage to call through.
1: Yes. I definitely think 20 minute films are a different experience to a highlight film i feel like they're a slightly longer form they're almost like mini
0: documentaries in a way i probably wouldn't do it again to be honest looking back now i'm like it seemed like a good idea at the time and i absolutely loved what we were able to create and obviously the couple was over the moon but okay oh, you know leading up to the wedding how do you get familiar with your couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Because we're talking about the story and and really being able to tell their story. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you do along the way leading up to the day Mm -hmm. that help you get to know your couples better and really find out what makes them unique?
1: So usually, I mean, if I've spoken with them on the phone or had a Zoom call with them at the time of booking, I often learn a little bit about the backstory and how they met and how long they've been engaged. You know, some people, it's like a shotgun wedding, like they two months. And then some people, you know, they've been together eight years. So it's, it's really varied. I like to send out a really detailed questionnaire one to two months before the wedding, which I like to give them a few weeks to get it back to me because it is so detailed. So I like to have that about a month before the wedding. And it just helps us know, just helps us know the things we wouldn't know if we didn't ask. Weddings often have sentimental, unique touches. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that we just wouldn't know if, if we hadn't specifically asked about it. So we never like to miss anything on a wedding day. We like to be prepared for everything and make sure the details, the details that are really captured. We, there's, we don't want to miss anything. Yeah, <laughs> Every, everything has been considered. You know, everything that they, that the couples have on their wedding day is there for a reason and has had thought put into it and time and money. <laughs> so we try to, yeah, we just do our best to, to capture everything and, and be aware of any family members who are no longer with them or if just be in the know on the wedding day.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. That you really take the time to get to know your couples and really let them know that they can trust you and that there's there's a process here that we've gone through. And although our couples change, we have a lot of the same things that we've focused on when it comes to getting to know our couples and, and making them feel comfortable you know, around us. Is there anything that you do on the day of the wedding that... Really helps you lighten the mood or break the ice, especially with couples that are maybe camera shy. There's a lot of couples that I've worked with that being on camera is the first time for them and no one wants to look awkward or yes. funny on camera, right? So, what do you do to help break that? I mean, I don't think there's anyone who detests being on camera more than me. So,
1: <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, I really, I mean, I was thinking about this because I feel like when I arrive, for prep, whether it's in a hotel or their house or wherever it's, they almost don't notice the camera because there's so much going on and there's, there's so much excitement and bustle and they're just, you know, they're having their hair and makeup done and they're kind of just distracted. I can just be, do my thing. You know, I can just um, shoot the details, shoot the dress and my other shooter will be with the guys or the groomsmen. And then obviously the ceremony, they absolutely are focused on each other. <laughs> as well as they should. As the, Exactly, exactly. It's what you want. So I don't feel like it ever becomes... Something that I even notice until the, the portrait session when it's just them and us and, and the photographer. But uh, but I do feel like the photographer leads the way with the formals. So I feel like they have more responsibility in that regard. So we so we, it's kind of nice for videographers because we don't have as much pressure on us because the photographers, and they've often worked with the couple before for their engagement shoot. So they often have a good rapport with the couple and they're often able to make them relax and know what to do with them. It's really rare to work a wedding without a photographer. Um, I think it's only happened to me once where I worked a wedding
0: without a formal photographer. That's crazy. Yeah. I've yet to do that, but...
1: They, they had a family friend who had a camera that was about 15 years old,
0: <laughs> but it wasn't... I love it. I love it. Yeah. I guess her somewhere. They
1: still have some pictures, but it definitely wasn't <laughs> the same experience. Our style is so natural. I just really like couples to be themselves. Um, some couples have this... Some couples in the past have had a bit more nervous energy and they're a little bit giggly and they kind of can't keep a straight face. And, you know, and and I'm I'm okay with that. You know, that's them. We try and get a few of the romantic shots, you know, as best we can for the video, but I really like couples to just feel themselves. I don't like to make too much of an effort posing them if it doesn't come naturally to them. There are so many shots that we have up our sleeve, you know, that we can get if a couple is really camera shy or if they're Mm -hmm. just so nervous, they don't know what to do. And, walking shots, dancing shots, you know, there's,
0: there's, there's all the things. movement. We want them to move.
1: Yep. Yeah. We want them to move. We want them to feel um, natural. Yeah. It's never really been much of an issue. Honestly, it's really, really rare that a couple just doesn't know what to do because they book us knowing that they're going to have to do it. I guess so they're usually pretty keen. They're usually, you know, they're in the moment they are I really want them to feel in the moment with each other. I really want them to be present with each other. And then we can just capture that.
0: And is there any tips or suggestions you would have for couples that are looking at bringing on a videographer that can help you as someone who's providing the services Mm -hmm. to make the whole process smoother?
1: Time. Give your artistic team time to get the content that they need. Don't don't schedule a 20-minute session for photos. It's stressful. It's rushed. Couples are usually distracted. Give yourself a lot of time. I, I. Two hours is ideal, but, you know, an hour and a half is, is comfortable. I would say an hour minimum, also depending on how many locations you want to go to. Sometimes it's just one location. Sometimes people have a few different spots they want to go to. Yeah, just, it makes it more relaxed. It means you can take breaks. It means you can have snacks. If it's a winter wedding, it means you can warm up. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's minus 30 outside. Like today. Like today. <laughs> So yeah, just, I think having time just makes everybody more relaxed. And then it also allows for, if there's any uh, sudden rain or any uh, unexpected weather, it's it's absolutely happened to us before where there's been a cloudburst and there's been half an hour where we just can't take pictures and we just have to wait. And then the sun comes out and it's, you know, really beautiful. But if we didn't have enough time allocated to pictures, then we wouldn't have got anything. So I think that's... Really, one of the keys to having having quality content is having enough time.
0: And I imagine you work out a lot of that prior to the day <laughs> with your questionnaire and asking times for certain moments of the day that they envision that they had, and mm-hmm. and giving your recommendations or suggestions.
1: Absolutely, I, I feel like that's part of our job is to educate couples, advise couples, share our expertise, and help guide guide the wedding day. Yeah, we absolutely. It's really important that we have some involvement in in the timeline of the day. We we kind of think of it as twenty percent. Uh, we like to have twenty percent control over the the timeline. You know, we don't need full control by any means, but we definitely
0: just give us something to work with. Yeah,
1: yeah. We just do like <laughs> have. Um, we know that the photographers photographers are often very good at structuring the day. Yeah. Again, which is why I reach out to them and make that personal connection and just I like to to know how they operate because some photographers a heavy flash. And so obviously mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't align well with video. So we just we just like to know what we're gonna be working with. If it's gonna be heavy flash, then we'll let them do their thing and then we'll do our thing after. And sometimes we take it in turns. Sometimes we'll say, you know what, we we'll, if we can just take the couple for 10, 15 minutes and get what we need, and then you can have them back and get everything you need. You know, sometimes that's the way that it is um because their style might be very posed, it might be very static, it might use flash and and then our photographers are often grateful to have <laughs> To have the couple to themselves as well. So, yeah. um, and sometimes a photographer style it aligns really well with video and it's very natural and movement based. And uh, yeah, and, and it, it's really easy to get what we need at the same time as each other.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. And thanks so much for uh, giving that insight because it's really helpful for couples that are listening to this and even other vendors that are listening to this podcast to give your perspective of what you're needing and, and the thought process behind that. So let's, we're almost uh, out of time here. So I always like to ask some funny stories or any uh, special moments that have come along your way, you know, during your journey as a wedding filmmaker. Is there any uh, funny stories that that you've captured on uh, film that you can remember?
1: There have been so many, so many funny moments, speeches, uh, funny vows. There have been so many things that bring a smile to our face. I, I can't think of anything. I'm so terrible at retelling stories as well. I really don't bring, I don't bring the delivery of a comedian, but um, maybe one time there was a bride and groom who uh, after they said their vows, after they got married, they drove off on a quad and then and, and the bride flew off the back of the quad and oh my God. everybody burst out laughing. And of course they all say, oh, did you get that on camera? Did you get that on camera? And so It's like, well, yeah.
0: Take two, take yeah. two, right?
1: <laughs> They'd driven pretty far away. You know, my camera is... <laughs> not that good but yeah there's love that. There, there are some funny moments there's um a lot of funny speeches a lot of great great moments in the reception the reception is actually the part of the day where i feel like i learned the most about the couple so that's that's
0: the part of the day i, I look forward to the most wonderful i love that and uh, yeah no thank you so much for coming on today and really giving insight into how you got involved with wedding filmmaking and your approach to this amazing day for our couples that without the photos and videos after their wedding they have nothing else and that's what i always try to stress with our couples it's like that's what you're going to have the, the look at and remember
1: it's that's that line from titanic it exists only in their memory
0: <laughs> exactly yeah
1: it's it's really it's really important to um, nothing is as important as living in the moment and having having the day but i mean it's so precious to be able to show your children or your grandchildren if 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 you want you know if you want to have kids. there's so little I have of my grandparents that I can mm-hmm. see yeah. they passed away when I was very young, and so it would just to be able to see their wedding day you know, that would be really absolutely fascinating. I think it's really yeah, just just for posterity, you know, just keeping the memories alive and having that day to look back on. And it is a a really unique event where people come together who who are often not in a room together ever. You know, sometimes you have a hundred people who have never been in a room together before and never will be again, you know, your most, you know, most beloved people. So our
0: role is just to capture that for you. So you always have it. I love it. How can our listeners find you?
1: Right. So I have, a website. I'm on Instagram and um, I'm on
0: Facebook. And what are your handles?
1: My handles, our website is com. Our Instagram handle is Weddings. Facebook is Weddings.
0: I see a, a trend here.
1: Yeah, we're also on Rocky Mountain Bride. Um, couples can find us on Rocky Mountain
0: Bride. Thank you so much, Ursula. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, hang out with you for the last hour here and really get to know you better than uh, I had before so this was a a great learning experience for me and yeah thank you so much and I hope our paths will cross at some point if you ever uh, need another uh, shooter with your weddings you can call me anytime
1: okay well thank you so much for having me on and I hope I didn't ramble too much (laughs) hopefully there's some valuable content for listeners here
0: well I'd rather uh, them listen to you than me so (laughs) this is great okay
1: thanks so much Kevin I really enjoyed it
0: thanks a lot Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.